Welcome into the first edition of Hey Health Matters, a podcast of, well, talking about health and how it matters and the ways it can change your life for the better. I'm Pete. And I'm Jason. Jason, how you doing, man? Good. How are you, Pete? Uh, doing well. Our very first episode. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so, excited about this little uh, endeavor. It's been an adventure already, so that's exciting. Glad to have everybody here with us. And we're going to talk about health matters because, well, that's uh, your expertise, and I'm learning. It's an important thing. Along the way, anyway. So hopefully we'll be able to pass some of that knowledge and expertise along. We're going to focus on health and nutrition and fitness and how uh, all of that intersects for a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's a, that, that about sums up the, uh, the entirety of, of our thing here. Yeah, Hey Health Matters uh, is what we're calling it. So we were uh, brainstorming one day, kind of spitballing and saying, you know, we, this is a lot of good information. Uh, we should probably find a way to share it with the world. And since we're millennials, 30-somethings, we said, let's podcast because the world doesn't have enough podcasting going on. But I, I really think that this is kind of a unique thing we have to offer. There, I, I have found, because I am a reformed, uh, overweight person, that guy, myself, um, I have found that there is something I was not aware of ahead of my journey starting the weight loss and the fitness. People are really kind of yearning for the information. They want to know. They, they Google search they read articles, they look at memes, which you know can be a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing. So hopefully this kind of fills that gap of people wanting to learn more and wanting to get healthier and some easy tips along the way that we can give, give them and get them in the right direction. Right, yeah. And the kind of the idea for this show is based on the premise that you, Pete, are kind of learning most of this stuff um, in real time. And uh, I too was, or am a, a reformed uh, fat man. Um, <laughs> we but, were both over 300 pounds. Yep, Is that what you were telling right. me the other day? Yeah. I was uh, 305, 310 pounds in high school though. So it's been a little while for me. Sure. Um, I've learned a ton since then. Um, trained hundreds of people. Like I said, I've learned a ton in, in the diet and nutrition world in the fitness and exercise world, how they relate together and, and kind of best practices and all that stuff to implementing it in someone's daily life and how to get real results that last. Because, you know, that's an important thing too, the the practicality of, of the changes or the habits that, that you make or break. I feel like people get the idea that, well, I can just cut calories or I can go on a starvation diet and I can do all of these things. And look, I suppose that you will lose weight doing that. I heard of somebody, a celebrity who was wanting to fit into a dress for an event and they went on a soup fast for five <laughs> days and fit in it. But that kind of thing is not sustainable over time, right? Yeah. And we'll kind of get into this in a little bit uh, later in the episode, but you know, it's, those are one of those, we call them like a crash diet, those kind of fads that pop up. Um, they're bright and shiny. So people are attracted to them. They rarely ever do work. And if they do work, they don't have lasting success. You're not going to fit into that dress the second time. Probably. Right. Right. You know, you're, you're going to do the crash diet and maybe it works for a few weeks. And then as soon as it's done, it's, you, you just revert right back to where you were and probably even worse than where you were because you had just been restricting yourself for so long. Um, 
but anyway, that's that's a, a bit of a tangent. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about for you, because I know for me, there, there was a moment I was uh, in the doctor's office and there was a really cute nurse. Right. And I'm thinking, all right, all right. And then it came time to weigh in and I was 304 pounds and there is nothing more mortifying in the world than thinking you, you know, you're pretty slick, pretty cool. And then you get on the screen and go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not good. And it took me a little while longer uh, after that moment. I got all the way up to uh, to 308 pounds before I finally started to take the weight off and started it. For me, it had to start with diet. It had to start mm-hmm. with fixing my eating habits and my relationship with food. So what was that moment for you? You said you were in high school. What was that moment where you said, this has got to change and go the other direction? Right. So for me, um, I was in high school. I was a football player. I was a lineman. And my mindset was that I could eat whatever I wanted to because when you're a lineman, the goal is to get big and push people around. Um, That's not the best advice ever. Uh, Now that I know what being fit and healthy is like I would have told myself you'd be much better off if you're just in really good shape instead of really fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I was, you know, eating for a purpose when really it was just misguided. Um, anywho, when football season ended, I, the weight didn't serve a purpose anymore. And my dad kind of pointed that out and he was actually the one who, who really encouraged me. He, said that he would give me, I think it was 10 bucks per pound I lost. Um, and I ended up losing 50 pounds right after my senior season. A little bit of monetary motivation right. goes so, a long way. And he paid I me found. 500 bucks. <laughs> and, you know, as an 18-year-old, that was pretty sweet. Um, but those shaped some diet and exercise habits that kind of led me down the road. Then I went to college, and it was really hard to maintain that and, you know, partying and drinking a little bit more, you know, as any, uh, does that happen in college? <laughs> as any good, uh, college kid will do. Um, but you know, there, we still had the rec center there. So me and my buddies would go, we'd play basketball. I got into kickboxing for a bit. Um, so college was this weird environment where it was still on my mind, but it wasn't a priority until my junior year. Um, my cousins and I started running together. Um, so it started with a 5k just on campus. And then me and two other cousins in particular really enjoyed it. And we decided to keep on doing more. So then we started doing half marathons and then eventually got to a full marathon. And during those runs is where I kind of embraced this idea that now I'm a runner and, you know, I need to do things that runners do and that's eat healthy and, and, you know, train more frequently to get better at my running and, and, and all that stuff. Um, so that really helped kind of shape my mindset into, okay, what do I need to be good at this thing? Um, eventually running got really boring. <laughs> as, it, <laughs> as it does. Yeah. Um, Especially if you run the same route all the time. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like three or four years and I was just so sick of it. I didn't want to run anymore. I was running in the snow. Um, but I had all this weightlifting experience and I did a little bit of the beach body. So I, I've done everything. You <laughs> You're know? one of those. And a lot of people are like that though. They try every trendy diet, workout plan, whatever it is and, and try to find success. Right. Um, and so I was all over the place and then 
eventually, um, I tried CrossFit back in 2013 and, uh, it turned out to be a combination of everything and I fell in love with it. And, and that's kind of what I've been, I've been doing, um, ever since. Um, I mean, that's a big thing. CrossFit people hear that and they think, well, that's intimidating, but, um, I'm new to it. I've only a couple of months in and I'm still learning some of the jargon and some of all that. I know we'll get to that o- over time right, as, yeah. as we unfold in these episodes, but, um, that seems like you were, it, it was not the first step you took, but it seemed like it was the next logical step to put it all right. together into this fitness program. And so that's what both diet and nutrition and what exercise people have to understand. It's a it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You don't just start. And, and that's one of the biggest things that trip, uh, trips people up is they think I can't start cause I'm not good enough yet. Well, you're, you're never going to get good enough get until you, you know, it doesn't matter. You just got to start with, with whatever you have available. You know, you don't even need to go into a gym. There's so much information online. You can, you can figure out some sort of at home workout, but you just got to start, see what happens, throw some paint against the wall. Um, and, and you go from there. Then same in, in the kitchen is a lot of people don't know how to cook or they don't know how to be healthy. You just need to start. You know, you, you might mess up. You might be way off um, in left field. But you might have zero endurance the first time you try to do something. <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> everything gets better, and, and you can't get better unless you start. Yeah, it's square one. And I think the biggest thing, I've said this before, talking about my own journey, the biggest muscle to get in shape is your brain. Because if you're not in the right place, whether it's emotionally or wherever it is, it's it's just not going to fly. And so I think getting that, for me, the the experience was the mental part and then the nutrition and now the physical part kind of followed naturally mm-hmm. from that. I couldn't have done the nutrition part if I didn't have the mental health part down right. first. And, right. I, and that seems like such a logical square one to just make, make that decision. I'm going to work on that part of it as an overall part of being healthy. I think that's one thing we're learning more and more is how much the mental part comes into this. And it's such a, such an important aspect Right. Overall health. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a really good point, too. You may, uh, we're, we're creating this podcast in 2020. It's been quite the year. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's November 4th, 2020, if you yeah, want to check your calendar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what we're dealing with today. A pretty big, well. We don't want to date it too yeah. much. But. Anywho, you know, it's just the importance of health. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual Whatever, however you want to mm-hmm. label the health is, it's the most important thing in the world. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the goal with, with this podcast here is to help people understand that and figure out how they or you listening can make better decisions, better habits, improve your health, whatever that means for you. And it comes, it starts with dispelling misconceptions. I know it's the next thing on our list. And it reminds me of a moment when I was, I guess, a teenager. And I, I got it into my brain one morning, literally, that I wanted to lose weight. So I went outside and I, I don't even know what I did. I ran or ride my bike for a while and worked up a sweat. And then I came inside and I'm like, and I'm just going to eat a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm, <laughs> so I'm going to do, well, you know how long that plan lasted. I think not past lunch, right, literally. Right. So um, talk about some of the misconceptions that somebody might have trying to have good intentions, hit the ground running, 
but setting themselves up for failure most likely. Um, yeah, this is tough. There's a lot of them. Um, like specifically the biggest misconception is like needing to starve yourself to lose weight kind of thing. Um, if you're severely obese and you have hundreds of pounds to lose, that may work just because your body has so if you're much. Like six hundred pounds on a TV series type of thing. <laughs> you have so much excess body weight that you know your body has so much extra fuel. Uh, but other than that, if you're just kind of a little bit overweight, um, people don't understand that your body needs typically over like an adult male and adult female typically like 22 to 2400 calories just to do the internal processes of, you know, regulating your body temperature and digesting food. And, and th so that's before any kind of physical right, fitness or right. anything like that. This just, is, just exa I call it the just existing number. Just yeah. being six feet above, this is what you need to do to fuel yourself. Um, a lot of people come in here and, and we have tools to help them track their food and understand how much consumption they have and, and they'll come in here showing like 14, 1500 calories. And that's the recommendation for like an eight to 10 year old girl mm. who, you know, is, I don't even know how much you weigh at that point, like 50 to 60. Exactly. Like so. you said, unless you're morbidly obese, because when I hear calories of that level, I'm thinking of people are just starting a major weight loss program, right. like you're saying, and they need to get it in mind pretty quickly. Right. So, so then, yeah, people come in, they think, oh, I need to cut my calories down to nothing because that's what I saw online. Well, the reality is, first of all, your body needs enough to able to be able to do the basic functions because if you're not hitting that number, then everything you take in, your body's saying, oh my gosh, I don't have enough fuel, all these calories. I don't know how, how long it's going to be till I get more. I'm going to hold on to these as fat. Right. Right. So you're cutting down to nothing. Your body gets scared and everything gets turned into fat. Um, it's kind of hard to tell for men, but for women, like if you don't get your period for a while, that's probably because something's wrong. You're not eating enough calories. Your hormones are all out of whack. Mm -hmm. That's way out of my scope. <laughs> um, but, but I give you credit for throwing the fastball down the middle on. The yeah. Point. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's the case, you should probably talk to a nutritionist, you know, registered dietitian who can help you. I can recommend one for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so back to the point is we need to get rid of this mindset of cutting calories and we need to think about fueling our bodies. Okay. If you fuel your body properly with good, healthy protein and vegetables and fruits and limit the starches. I'm not saying you can't have them because you can. Um, but if you fuel your body with healthy food, A, you can eat a lot of it because it's not as calorie dense as, you know, like a processed Pop-Tart or something, you know, along that nature. Real quality food has a lot less calories, so you mm -hmm. can eat more of it. Right, right. Um, Plus, it's giving your body the important nutrients that it needs to do those internal functions. Um, so that's the big one of the biggest misconceptions with diet is cutting out the calories 
when really we need to be fueling our body to be able to do the things it needs to do. We're going to get way more in detail on that in a different episode. Um, but that's a good, that's a good uh, starting point. And then we could probably touch on, on the fitness part of that too, because to kind of go back to my little story, I think what I did is I worked myself almost, almost, you know, to the point of needing to just fall over and take a nap. Um, but that's not how a workout is supposed to go either, right? Like there are days where you hit it hard and you lift heavy, and then there are days where it's more cardio. So I would imagine that's another big misconception of people thinking the workout has to be 100% every time. Right. So that mix, misconception would be no pain, no gain. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's everyone's, got a name. See, it's everyone's <laughs> heard that before. And quite frankly, that's uh, just dumb but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you think the point of working out is to get into pain, you know, you've been led astray. Um, so I like to categorize the two things. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to improve your, your body weight, lose body fat, that has to do with your nutrition. You know, the, the things you cook in the kitchen to put into your body. The things we do in the gym, the workouts, the exercise, that is to improve your body's ability to perform. Okay, so when we're in the gym or doing a workout, I'm not beating my body up because of what I ate last night. Like that's that's the wrong way to think the about calories it. Calories in, calories out. Right, I hear it all right. the time. Yeah. So that we need to get away from that too. When I'm in the gym, I'm thinking about, okay, what can I do today to make my body perform whatever movement or function we're doing better, how can I make it better able to do something? So maybe lift heavier weights. How can I make it run faster or bike faster? How can I do this workout quicker? So yeah, uh, we, we hear that a lot. People are really upset because they had a cheat meal or whatever the day before, and now they want to burn those calories off. That is not a good way to think about things because then you're associating working out with or as punishment for eating. And then of course you're not going to like it because no one likes to be punished. Right. right? And then I think there's a, the other aspect where I can overeat and I know we're going to talk about overeating, I can overeat because I'm going to have a painful workout tomorrow and one equals out the other and it doesn't quite work that way. Right. 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 Um, and you know, when we're in the gym, it's not like we're burning thousands of calories. You know, everyone wants to look at their, their watch, whether it's the Apple watch or a garment and see how many calories they burn. Right. Well, sorry to break it to you, but <laughs> These things are not very accurate. They might be like 60 to 70% accurate, but it's not a good estimation of the amount of calories you burned. Um, I don't even like to consider it. Like I said, I track the amount of food I consume. So I have a good baseline, like a general idea of what's going into my body. That's where I take care of my, my body composition in terms of fat and, and gaining or losing weight. And then the gym is somewhere to build my capabilities. One is like the gas station. The other is like the body shop. Yeah. yeah One I is like putting that. fuel in and the other is working on the actual performance yeah. of the vehicle. That's a great analogy, Pete. And it just, I didn't even think of that ahead of time. <laughs> I should get paid to do this. Um, 
<laughs> well, we're uh, going over some misconceptions um, when it comes to health and fitness. Uh, and we, I mentioned overeating a little bit. And for my experience, overeating and sugar consumption and then wanting more sugar. So you, mm-hmm. you overeat even more and you get into this streak or this cycle that becomes kind of destructive after right. a while. Um, and I, got, I would imagine that that's something else people come to you and say, I'm struggling with this. What right. do I do? So, yeah, yeah, sugar, quite frankly, it's a pandemic, I would say, um, is one of the big, big issues in our world right now. I, I shouldn't say world because I don't know about the other countries, but definitely America. Well, once, once I got American fast food, it became an right. issue for them too. And so... I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but it's very, very much been proven that sugar is addictive. And so if I'm a big corporation who has millions of dollars to spend on research, I'm going to figure out how to get people addicted to my food. So they keep buying it. Um, and they found that sugar is great for that. And Hey, it makes the food taste really good. What could go wrong? (laughs) Um, so there's sugar in, in pretty much all processed foods. Not all of it, but the vast majority. Cereals, like I said before, Pop-Tarts. Um, a good way to think about like your processed foods is if you go or you think about your grocery store. If you think about like the perimeter of it, you know, you go in and, and to start is the produce along along the wall. Then the back is like, the butcher and the meats Mm -hmm. and on the far side is like the dairy and the cheeses. So this, the very little bit around the edges is, is your whole natural food. And then everything else inside that is in a box, basically, those are your processed foods that typically are loaded with, with sugar. And right. And I was going to say, not just like a teaspoon of sugar. If you read, this is another thing I had to learn is reading the labels and what I'm looking for Mm -hmm. and added sugar is a big one. I mean, that's not like natural sugar. It just happens to occur in the product. They're tossing sugar in there to make it taste better, make it more addictive, whatever it right. is. Right, yep. And Get you hooked. That, the other thing is these processed foods don't have much in terms of other nutritional value. So they don't have any vitamins or minerals or you know anything else your body needs. So you eat there. You might have heard the term empty calories. You're eating this food that is not providing anything to the body so it's not being satiated you're eating calories but you're still going to be hungry because it's saying hey like i didn't get my good nutrients yet like i need you to still go eat good food right exactly right that was nice that you filled me with sugar and all but hey right i want to digest something that will actually fuel me right so so that causes you to need to keep eating that's why you wonder why if you have a sugar like a donut or something, then an hour later you're still hungry. Versus, you can you can have a salad that's just loaded with veggies, maybe some fruit and some meat, and you're gonna be you're gonna feel full for a lot longer because your body's getting everything it needs. Like our hunger cues, they've been developing for you know depending on who you believe thousands or millions of years sure um they're very sophisticated you're so politically correct (laughs) um yeah they're very sophisticated (laughs) 
And um, that, I mean, if they keep popping up, if they keep saying you're hungry, it's because they need something, right? Right. So it's, I mean, don't think you're smarter than, than your, bo- your body. You're not going to fool yourself. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, sugar, we'll, we'll go over this in another episode, um, kind of the sugar pandemic, as I call it. But. And I would imagine another, I don't know if you want to use the word pandemic, but just the fact that we're so sedentary. Right. I mean, we sit behind a desk or stand behind a desk, and now I'm not sedentary anymore. Well, you kind of are. Right. <laughs> and, you know, this, my aunt is a great example of this. She she worked in uh, for a big corporation, and she sat behind a desk for 10 hours a day for years. Uh, very, very immobile and has has trouble with basic functions. But she retired in August, so... It's November. What's that? Three months of just not sitting all day anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, she she just started coming to the gym um, about a month ago, but still, for the the two months prior to that, just not sitting all day anymore. Her body already made a lot of good progress on its own. Um, because yeah, like we said, just the lifestyle of the twenty first century is you know kind of sit all day and convenience and and quite frankly there's a lot of very lazy people um i chuckle nervously because i fall into that category so i mean still can and i'm not trying to beat people up you know it's it's just the fact of the matter and and we we need to fix it we need to change it it's the body wants i i find to be healthy Mm -hmm. that's the natural state of things uh so if you let it do its job and not you know, over flooded with processed food or sit behind a desk for 10 hours a day, you're, let, you're allowing your body to go through that natural process of what healing or health, whatever it is. Yep. And, you know, unless you're really too far gone down the line, usually most people can ricochet back and, and be healthier just by making a few changes. And I guess, you know, kind of to, to put a bow on it and do a little call to action, what should people take away from this is to say, Small changes over time yeah. make a big difference, right? Yep, yep. Um, there's this principle ca- called like the compound effect. You know, if if you get one percent interest every day over, you know, a couple of days, it's it's a huge amount because compound interest. It's the same exact things for habits or changes. If you make one change today, you know, in thirty days if you've made one change every day, one additional change, I mm-hmm. should say, sure. positive positive changes, you know, that's a whole bunch of positive, you know, do that for a year, two years, five years. It accrues over time. Right. Your, your life's going to look completely different. And it's possible. It's very possible. Well, this has been, I've learned a lot of stuff. It's very informative. We've talked for almost a half hour. It feels like it's just gone... Is just uh, flown by, but uh, well, I do enjoy this stuff. Pete. That is good. You've got a passion for it, which is which is an important thing too. And we plan on doing more of these. I know uh, you've got a whole list of topics that uh, yes, that sh- you've got that you want to talk. Should about. we go over those quick? So. Uh, yeah, go ahead because one of them makes me chuckle every time. <laughs> every time is, I is this going to be a PG uh, podcast or? I, I don't think we'll have to put the little e next to All it right. if you say this. So we're gonna have an episode called "Stop Eating Like an Ass." Now, that's not an actual donkey or a mule. You're not talking about, like, farm no, food. You're, no. Okay. Um, and this this episode comes, 
from an episode, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is a financial podcast um, that were, oh, what's the right word here? We're drawing inspiration from with That's our good. podcast. Not copying at all. I've no, never heard it, so I can't copy it, anything. It, it's a very good podcast. And, and just like, a, it's a guy who doesn't know anything about money. And it's a guy I who, could also play that role. <laughs> it's a guy who, who knows a lot. I and know how to spend it. But. Just like us, the, the guy who doesn't know much asks questions and, and tries to, to get educated. Um, so we're borrowing one of their ideas where, where it stops spending like an ass. Um, turns out your dietary budget is very much like your financial budget. So we'll go into that. Um, using the right tool for the job. And that kind of gets into the exercise world. So, you know, like strength training versus cardio versus hit, you know, all these things you've probably heard before, but you may, might not know when or why to use them. Um, easy areas to trip up when it comes to your diet, like small things that make a, a huge impact, you know, like all the hidden sugar and different mm -hmm. things, you know, that you don't even realize you're eating. Um, we'll go into diet horror stories. <laughs> I'm sure that both Pete and I will will have a lot of of fun stories for I that episode. Can't imagine. Oh yeah. Um, like I said, we'll talk about the sugar pandemic, uh, common diet exercise misconceptions and myths. We'll talk about cooking healthy on the cheap. Uh, very timely. <laughs> and, and that's another misconception too, is people think eating healthy is expensive when it's like if you're going out to eat you're spending oh yeah way like multiples more you're going to spend a lot less at the grocery store right, than the right. restaurant yeah right. yeah um training versus exercise like the difference in philosophy there um where training is is more an, an investment in your body and your health versus exercise which it's kind of just a consumable thing mm -hmm. that, you know, it goes back to the, the punishment on your body kind of thing. So that'll be just a different way to kind of think about things. And then uh, we'll do how to lose weight for skeptics. And I was there. I was yeah. a skeptic yeah. at the beginning. So, so yeah, those are just a, a handful of the episodes we have planned. And so many more. Yeah. So many more. So and it should be a lot of fun. I'm sure, hopefully, the goal is for our audience to grow here and, and then you guys can ask what's been on your mind as well and we can get into that too that's a that's a great thing so uh jason thanks for imparting your knowledge i'm yeah. a little less uh, of the ignorant partner now <laughs> at, at the end of all that and i look forward to episode number two all right my friends all right uh, thank you jason i am pete it's hey health matters thanks for joining us today